0: Hello and welcome to The Outer Frame, the show where we talk about the movies that don't get talked about enough. I'm your host, with both a cold and a new microphone, Jason Sellers, and on this episode, we will be discussing Michael Dautry's 2015 Christmas Horror Comedy, Krampus. But first, let me introduce the boy with a dad who most wants him to be a girl, Donnie Nelson.
1: I... That's a lot to unpack, Jason.
0: (laughs) I I mean, i met your dad. He definitely wants you to be a girl. Uh
1: Uh-huh. That's
0: why he keeps giving you Barbie dolls and... (laughs) hugs. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All those things are true.
0: (laughs) Donnie, how was your Christmas? Was it magical and and wonderful?
1: Um, If by magical and wonderful, you mean bad. That is true. And and I when I started watching Krampus I I was starting to get a little PTSD. So that was
0: fun. Alright, so I guess if we're using magical and wonderful to mean bad, then my Christmas was not magical and wonderful. Wow. It it was fine. It was fine. It was good. I liked it. It was okay. it, was, it wasn't It was the best, wasn't the worst. It was, it was fine. Donnie, what's the worst thing that you saw this week? Uh, the worst
1: thing I saw this week was not bad at all, which was the, I watched the episode of The Mandalorian, in which Amy Sedaris is a guest uh, star, and Ooh, man, I love her. that lady is funny, and she's super old, and she's still funny, and hilarious, um... And I think that I think that's one of the strengths of that show is that it's it, there's not really a whole bunch of stuff or it's not like there's a little bit of a through line with the episodes but really there's just a whole bunch of like guest characters that come in like every single episode or just a few and they just make them work really well and that's why Amy Sedaris can be in a Star Wars show so I would recommend watching that episode if you're not going to watch any of the other ones because you could honestly really watch any of the episodes of the Mandalorian <laughs> stand alone
0: um, uh, I, I really want to watch the Mandalorian I just haven't gotten around to it yet there's a billion other shows that yeah. I'm working on if it uh, helps at
1: all it's like a shorter form show it's like only around 30 minutes per episode it's not an hour long
0: have you Have you ever read any of David Sedaris stories
1: uh, yeah, I remember having one of his books. One of his books being... I thought it was the one with the skeleton on the front? I can't remember. Or maybe it was just, like, one of his, uh... I can't remember. But I liked it a lot. I don't remember a whole bunch about it.
0: My my favorite right now is Me Talk Pretty One Day. And there's a story in there where he talks about how weird his sister is. hmm Which, his sister is Amy. And he says that there was one time she visited him and then as she was getting on a train to go back home, she turned, er, no, it was as he was getting on a train and she was going back home. As the doors were closing, she yells, get ready, er, good luck beating those rape charges. <laughs> <laughs> right as the doors close. <laughs> And so that was, like, the only thing that I knew about Amy Sedaris for the longest time until she was on, um, BoJack Horseman. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, it was just that one joke.
1: I always knew her... That's good. I always knew her from Strangers with Candy, like, late at night watching County Central. Just getting... Yeah. um, She was... Yeah. She's always... I never... I
0: never... I never watched that.
1: Oh. That's pretty good.
0: Well, let me tell you... I was at work a lot the last week or so, and they had a, um, sci-fi channel, they had a non-stop Harry Potter marathon, mm. and I was so lucky to be able to catch both my least favorite Harry Potter book and the my least favorite Harry Potter movie, which is Harry Potter the Order of the Phoenix.
1: <laughs> Order of the Phoenix, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay because the popular answer is always Chamber of
0: Secrets don't get me wrong, Chamber of Secrets is bad Order of the Phoenix is worse (laughs) especially, I mean I I will say that the movie is I think a lot better than the book because they cut out a lot of the angsty I'm a teenager and nobody understands me Uh stuff from the book but the movie's still not that great (laughs) So, I don't know. It, I mean, it's... <clears throat> I think that it's one of those things where it's like, oh, if this was the first one, I wouldn't mind it that much. But because like I know everything one. that... Yeah, fifth one. Because I know everything that comes before and comes after, it it is that bad. <laughs> right on. So... I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. I know there are a lot of people that probably really, really love it and think I'm being blasphemous for bashing a Harry Potter movie, but you know what? It's not that good.
1: Don't get me started on Harry Potter.
0: Because my biggest complaint is that this is the one where Sirius dies, and he has, like, the lamest death scene ever.
1: It's very bad. I remember. It is.
0: And... He, he's hands down my favorite character So I guess there's a little bit of personal bias Coming into play here But still, don't care, it's not good Donnie, what's the best thing you saw this week?
1: Uh, that was the worst thing you saw this week? Yeah Okay. The best thing I saw this week was I remembered that on Black Friday I had purchased a copy of Us And I was like, I should probably watch Us again And uh, Us is really good um, I think uh, Lupita Nyong'o and Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, she is the the center of that movie. She is the she's driving force of it. I will say though, however, three supporting performances in that movie that are amazing. Two of which are very short in the movie, and one that goes throughout. Which is um, the two shorter ones being Elizabeth Moss, Moss, and uh, uh, Tim Heidecker. Who are oh, yeah. really so good for like the smaller roles that they have in it, um, and and they're like tethered uh, bad bad copy of them.
2: Which
0: I, uh, I think that I think that one of my favorite movie theater going experiences is when uh, Tim Heidecker's character walks out of the house and just like flops his arms like hey <laughs> <laughs> and. <clears throat> And I was just busting up laughing, and everybody else in the theater was like,
1: <gasps> "He is the funniest piece of garbage in this entire world. He's not a man anymore, Jason. He is an enigma. He is an idea. And anytime I see garbage. him in like one of the like uh, a bigger like mainstream uh, picture, like, it always makes me laugh because he's just doing his thing. And thankfully, Jordan Peele decided to let him do it because he's just. Even the bad part of him, like, is just, he's so ridiculous. Like, and there's so much personality. With him and Elizabeth Moths, uh, they're both really good. But, man, Winston Duke is so good in that movie. He is so funny. He's just like, (laughs) he's like such a dork, which I really appreciate. Um, And he's a dork throughout the entire movie. Like, there's not a single point in the movie, even when he's, like, facing down and, like, facing death with his doppelgangers, that he is, uh, that he's not, like, cracking a joke or just being a dad, which is, uh, maybe, I don't know, the thing that, that stuck out most to me uh, while watching it, but also that movie is just... I, like, there's not a whole bunch to say bad about it, in my opinion. No,
0: it's... It's so fucking good, and, like, the the twist that you see coming, or that you think is going to come, is not the twist that comes. Yeah. Because, I don't know about you, but, like, whenever there's a doppelganger movie, I'm like, okay, at some point, they're gonna switch places.
1: Which they did. And,
0: they? they did, but not in the way that you think. Because... As we've discussed before when we talked about Alien Covenant, as soon as both Michaels were, or Michael and David, whatever their names are, were introduced, you're like, oh, okay, they're going to switch places at one point, and the evil one is going to be the one alive at the end. And so when I saw the trailers for us, I was like, fuck, because now I already know how it's going to end. Oh, it's Walter. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> what?
1: Walter and David.
0: Yeah, you're right, Walter and David. Because um, I was like, shit, now I know how this movie's going to end. It's going to end with evil um, lady taking the other lady's place. And that's what's going to happen at the end. And that's not what... Hap- well, I don't want to spoil anything. That's not what happens, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a little and, bit more involved and also a little bit more ludicrous than that.
0: Yeah. But, no, I, I loved it. And I, I love... Um one of the things that I love so much about Get Out is that there's so many random details in that movie that once you see the whole thing and you go back and rewatch it, I mean you're you're just discovering stuff left and right. And when you rewatch us, there's so many things that when you go back and look at it again, you're like, Oh my god, that's why this, blah blah blah. It's just so it's so layered and there's so much there to unpack. One of my favorites being uh, when you and this this isn't spoiling anything because it's something they reveal in the first five minutes. But when you go back and you realize why, uh, as a girl, she stopped talking, um, I thought that was such a cool, cool reveal, mm-hmm. um, and a cool realization. So no, I just I yeah I agree. I think Jordan Peele is fantastic, and I can't wait to see what he does next.
1: Yeah, I'll be really surprised um, because his first two are. He hit him out of the park with both ones
0: mm-hmm.
1: What is the yeah. best thing that you watched this week Jason?
0: Oh boy You're gonna be jealous Oh boy. Cause, Cause last night I went and saw Uncut Gems mm-hmm. Which Was fan-fucking-tastic <laughs> That's right, shake your head with jealousy
1: Adam Sandler's a <laughs> friend of
0: form yeah. Well, Whatever
1: form that may be, which is probably just punch drunk love. But obviously I mean, something I mean, different.
0: He was in uh the Meyerwitz stories in two thousand seventeen, I think. Which oh. was also more of a drama. Okay. That was one that Noah Bombach did. But No, I yeah, I, I saw it last night and I'm I don't know if you ever saw a good time, but I'm a huge fan of Good Time and this is done by the the, okay well i think it's on prime yeah Uh, i think
1: i remember seeing that
0: and it is very much worth your time and it's it's so funny to me because there's lots of filmmakers who come over from making music videos to making full-length feature films and a lot of times they don't know that their transitions go that smoothly (laughs) Uh, Because I feel like a lot of times they get caught up on the pageantry or on the effects, Wanting everything to look so pretty and don't get me wrong. These are two very very stylish films, but It works very very well and instead of revolving the story around the style the style is just there to help Kind of expand the story, which is what you would want so that being said, uh, Uncut Gems is just fantastic. I absolutely loved it. I'm sure I'll probably talk about it again when we do our Best of the Year show. And Adam Sandler is fantastic in it. Words that I never thought I'd say again. And <laughs> uh, no, it's it's very good. It's very it's not it's not quite the movie that I expected from watching the trailer, um, but that's not a bad thing. I still really really enjoyed it and thematically it is very very similar to good time so if you like good time then you will love this and i cannot this is another pair i just cannot wait to see what they do next right on so yeah that is the best thing that i saw
1: it's actually in my theater here so i actually have a chance to see it unlike the lighthouse which i am very (laughs) upset about and i guess i'm just gonna have to wait to see that
0: Well, you best go see yourself some Uncut Gems, because it is Mm fan-friggin-tastic. Will do. (laughs) Alright, before we get into Krampus, I don't know that we can quite properly talk about this movie without also talking about his first film, Trick or Treat.
1: Another holiday classic.
0: Yep, yep. Which is, Trick or Treat is a... Uh, a movie made up of vignettes,
1: mm-hmm. not necessarily that are, anthologies, because they do take place in the same neighborhood, like same same town.
0: They they do, and they all feature uh, a minor. Well, okay, the last one he's more predominantly featured, but they all feature a minor role from Sam, the little guy with the bag on his head.
1: Sam, yes,
0: and uh, they also the the movie. Starts and it kind of shows where they all are, and then it brings you back to each character and each group and shows you what they're up to, and then it ends and it shows you kind of what happened, or like where they are at the end of their night. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, Trick or Treat uh, was one of the things that I always get paranoid about whenever I hear the words horror comedy is that usually they're either horror movies with a little bit of comedy thrown in, or they're comedies with a little bit of horror tacked on. Yeah. And for me, Trick or Treat really hit that sweet spot of being really, really fucking funny and also being genuinely scary. I don't know if that did that for you. <laughs> um.
1: Uh, I have some complicated feelings about. Well, yeah. Are you still talking about Trick or Treat, or are you talking about? You're yeah. Talking about Trick or Treat. it. Right? Yep. Um, honestly, it's been a while. I did not re-watch Trick or Treat for, uh, for this this uh, viewing of Krampus. So I can't say too much. I remember that there is... I remember there being, like... It was, like, 70% horror, 30% comedy. Does that sound about right? Are my ratios um, off?
0: I think it's... I th- for me, it's closer to 50-50 because... And I think you get this a lot. He overdoes it a little bit too much in Krampus, but there are a lot of visual gags in Trick or Treat that, like, if you go back and rewatch and realize what's happening in the story, are a lot funnier. At least to me. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I just wanted to mention Trick or Treat. And, you know, I I love Trick or Treat, and I, I had very, very high expectations going into Krampus which I think I saw in theaters um, when it was out. And I was very excited that he was doing another holiday-themed horror movie. I was also super surprised when I checked and realized that he wasn't asked to direct a segment for the horror film Holidays (laughs) because he seems like a go-to. Yeah, but that's
1: not what that that movie was
0: aiming for.
1: The caliber of talent was... uh little lore <laughs> it was not shot properly
0: i uh, i haven't been able to make it through the first two segments or past the first two to, segments to watch it yes yeah, it's, it's bad it's very bad i no no thank you so let's talk about krampus uh krampus is his follow-up to trick-or-treat uh, or his follow-up film from trick-or-treat because it's not related to trick-or-treat at all yeah spiritually um, spiritually, thematically, very similar very much a holiday horror comedy Um, it has a pretty great cast in my opinion Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I mean you've got Alison Tolman who's great, Adam Scott, Tony Collette David Koechner um, the grumpy old lady from Two and a Half Men Uh (laughs) whose name I can never remember And who, coincidentally, I saw in the movie Bombshell last night. So, real quick, let's just get general uh, first impressions from both of us. I enjoy Krampus. I liked it. I think that it's kind of a... I didn't like it as much the first time that I watched it, but I liked it a lot more this time through. Okay. And I think that's just because the so trick or treat is a little more obvious in its comedy and this one is a little more i don't know maybe uh subtle which i mean it's a movie called Krampus where there's demonic gingerbread cookies it's not that subtle um <laughs> but in some of the in some of the gangs it's a little more subtle than trick or treat is which is fine. It just it wasn't quite the movie that I was expecting, and it also kind of feels like more of a horror movie than Trick or Treat was. And yeah, I that. even without yeah.
1: watching Trick or Treat, I, I get
0: that. And I still, but I liked this a lot more this time through, um, and I felt more appreciation for it than I did on the first time I watched it. So, uh, Donnie, what are your what are your initial thoughts?
1: Um, I will say that I think this movie is front-loaded with, uh, with the actors being too much of caricatures. So, like, for the first, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, they're just, uh, they're cartoons. And mm-hmm. it's hard to relate to some of them. And, uh, so in that case, I think the beginning and the end portions of this movie are unfocused. Like, I think... It almost it almost seems like they're stretching, or they had ideas that weren't fleshed out. Um, the beginning, I'll say, is actually focused in the sense that like you're you're supposed to hate one family and be sympathetic for the other family, and that's the whole thing. It's just supposed to be that the family drama of uh, between these two families, and you know how horrible it is that they have to share the same space for three to four days during Christmas time. <laughs> Um, and then the last. Wait, wait
0: third... real, real, quick. I just want to say, for me, I, I hated all of them.
1: All of them? okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, for for, uh, for me, this this was very much a character, a movie full of unlikable characters, with the sole exception of Max.
1: Uh, I mm, I like Adam Scott's character a lot. He he kind of comes off as a douchebag at first because he has a, he has to make calls for his business. He has to work during the holidays. But like they're more boring than they are yeah. uh, mean-spirited or annoying, which the other family is more that way, which there's much more of the other family when they than when they get there. Um, so like it's, it's almost like it's just a net negative for me. Um, but I mean, it, it does work when the turn happens and everybody starts kind of uh, uh, feeling more attached to each other because survival is of the essence. Um, and then like I said the, the last part of it is I feel like a little bit more unfocused they could have hit stuff a lot cleaner and delivered messages a little bit uh, better
0: and... When you when you say the, the last third, do you mean when they're kind of just mowing down characters left and right?
1: Yeah, uh, pretty much when, like right after or like, I would say it starts with the attic and then it goes from yeah. there and then any time that they're outside the house um, I just think it's a, it, it just gets muddy. I was still enjoying it in the fact that I didn't know exactly what was going to happen but also I was just like this seems like they're just doing this by um by random that they have to pick off these characters and also this just seems like a regular slasher which these characters I'm not invested I mean they tried to get me invested in them but I'm not invested enough to care if they're they're dying and the 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 way that the film is going how it was written how it was directed like i'm like okay so you're just gonna throw this stuff away anyway like it's unfocused in that sense like i it's i don't know uh in general though i do like it i think it's a it's a pretty good film to watch um especially during the holidays Mm -hmm. um uh, like, it's, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie. I just think that there's parts of it that are unfocused, and some parts in the middle that get a little bit too ridiculous for my taste. Um, like you said, I think he goes a little bit too hard on the comedy, and I think he could have toned that back a little bit, because I mm-hmm. would have appreciated a little bit more of a sinister tone without the wink and nod.
0: Yeah. Alright, <clears throat> so real quick i just want to say that for me the the mp mvp of this movie is the creature effects not the gingerbread men (laughs) but like the yes (laughs) but like the the elves the uh the oh what is it the jack in the box like all that shit is super freaky looking and super well done and something that, for some reason, I just didn't appreciate very much the first time I watched it. And this time through, I really appreciated it, and I thought they looked really well. They looked really good and really creepy and freaky. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if I had to give this movie an MVP award, that's that's who it would go to. Okay, is the the creature designs and also just the design of the the Krampus himself because. Um, it's not anything that you're... It just looks like a demonic Santa Claus. Yeah, and I
1: was expecting... I thought I remember him being more of a, like, a regular goat. But, no, yeah. he's just, like... When you look at his face, like, more towards the end of the movie, he's just, like, super distorted human-like figure that is, like, completely twisted by evil.
0: Yep. And not and, a goat. And I'm, I'm gonna be honest... I, I really appreciated that, because I feel like if he was just, like, a full-on monster, I think that would be trying too hard. And I'm really happy with what we got. I think that he looks freaky, I think he looks scary, and I'm happy with that.
1: Right. <laughs> I think I would have appreciated a little bit more articulation in the face, because it's, like, Ugh. really clearly an animatronic, and, like, the eyes are creepy, but the... Like the lower half of his face, like doesn't move at all. Th- it's like a mask.
0: Yeah, his tongue. I don't
2: know.
1: That's like the, uh, the animated part of of the. Otherwise, like his mouth is a in like the same way every time you see him up close. I'm like, whatever.
0: Yeah, he's just like, huh, huh. Uh, I yeah. one of one of my favorite uh, scenes in the movie that I genuinely found to be very funny um, is when Max goes to him at the end and is like, no, take me, just put everybody else back, and the monsters are all like starting to look kind of sympathetic towards Max and then the Krampus just starts laughing hysterically (laughs) and then all the other, the elves and everything start all laughing really hard and (laughs) I, I don't know why but that just, that got me really hard that made me laugh Way too hard. That's funny. Maybe that made me happy. Uh, what about you? Did you have like a favorite scene in the in the film? Uh,
1: favorite scene. I. I would probably say the escalation. Like it seems like they. Um, it's like the trio of scenes. Uh, when it's mostly like an action movie when the real horror is like starting and it's like chaos is happening everywhere. Was like like uh, a lot of the they start the in the attic and then like the creatures burst down to the second floor and then they are down on the first floor and then and then like everything just kinda goes to hell from there. Um that like that whole portion, like that sequence of, of action and set pieces was maybe my favorite part. Um because then once I get out of the house, like, I have almost zero interest for, like, the people who are self-sacrificing themselves. I'm like, whatever. And then the beginning, I get a few good portions. Like, there's some good performances that flesh out. But, like, you need the beginning part for the middle part to with the action sequences to make less sense. Like, I think they're, they do well with the action and making them true to the characters. Um, yeah. So, like, I think the middle where that whole, like, those three action set pieces happen with all the creatures, that's when it, like, that's probably my favorite thing. Um, yeah, because, uh, like I said, it, this is the most, this is uh, a movie where the strongest part is right in the middle of it. I think the beginning is okay, the ending is a little muddled, but then the middle is, like, where you're getting all, all the action, all the horror action yeah. you want. And it's, like, very much Evil Dead 2.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. Uh,
1: Except for the ginger dead men. Gingerbread?
0: (sighs) Gingerbread men. I think my only issue with the gingerbread men is that they're just so... Like, a lot of the other stuff looks very practical. Because Mm -hmm. it is. And the gingerbread men are so clearly just CGI.
1: (laughs) Yeah... I would say that about the evil bear, too. The evil teddy bear. Like, that yeah. is mostly CG, but it almost looks like there was more... I don't know if it's just the fact that it was a darker environment, but he, it looks like there was more care put into his, his design instead of the gingerbread men.
0: Yeah, you don't notice it as much with, no. the, with the teddy bear, but with the gingerbread men, I mean, they're, they're just CGI. They're
1: ju- yeah, they're just cartoons.
0: And, I don't know, I mean, honestly, I was thinking about this last night. Like, if they were to have just... Completely, I don't know. Done something weird where all of a sudden it turns into like a stop motion movie, <laughs> and the uh, gingerbread men are just like little stop motion clay animated dudes. I would have, I would have been okay with that. Yep, just
1: like I had one of those Christmas specials.
0: Exactly, which they kind of do because they've got that sequence where the grandma is retelling her story mm-hmm. of her encounter with Krampus. Krampus, yeah and the Lords of Chaos. <laughs> oh my god, that's a sequel to this movie. Krampus meets the Lords of Chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, or, Krampus v. Lords of Chaos, Death of Christmas.
1: I don't know, I thought every time I saw, when I saw Adam Scott's business character, I was like, oh, is this a sequel to The Matador? Is, this that, <laughs> is that Adam Scott's character after?
0: Yeah, that's what he's doing while... Greg Kinnear is still in in Mexico. Mm Uh, no, I I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff in this movie. I think that for me, we kind of of already talked about this, the one thing that I wish that they had done a better job of is the humor. Um, A lot of the jokes are a little too in-your-face, a little too obvious. Um, and I would have appreciated a little bit more subtlety. Um... However, as we also discussed, this is a movie where there's demonic gingerbread men, so, you know, you get what you pay for.
1: <laughs> and I paid four bucks
0: for it. Me too! Best Buy on Black Friday.
1: Oh, that was Amazon or- for me. <laughs> it's not streaming anywhere, so... Had to, had to rent it, and then I realized it was only a 24-hour uh, rental, and I was like, shit, I gotta get home super fast and watch the rest of this.
0: <laughs> oh, you should have just told me I could have given you my voodoo password. Oh,
1: that's
0: fine. Alright, I... I think that for me, one of the struggles is that, like, the opening montage, I really really like, and for those of you who haven't seen the film, the opening montage, or don't remember, the opening montage is takes place in, like, a mall. And there's just people beating the shit out of each other Uh to get get toys and gifts for their loved ones.
1: Yep.
0: And I really, really like that montage. And I think that one of the struggles is that, like, that, although it's not crazy subtle, is actually... To me, it's really funny. And I think that it works really well. And then they just kind of dive into boring well you're in trouble Christmas is bad <laughs> um less interesting stuff and I don't know I, I agree with you. I think the first third of this movie is probably the the roughest um just because they I don't know the none of the characters really differentiate themselves from most other Christmas movies that you've seen. And I don't know why, but for some reason, like, when I watch Trick or Treat, it's kind of the same thing. Like, there's a lot of characters in that movie who are all very much just representative of characters that you've seen a million times before. And I don't know why it doesn't bother me in that movie, but for some reason it bothers me in this movie. <laughs> um, Where this kind of feels like uh, a just a demonic version of... uh family Christmas vacation
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I don't know, it just it doesn't work as well for me in this, although I, I will say that I, I really do love Tony Collette and Adam Scott and Allison Tolman in this movie, I think they're all fantastic very good and, I, would and, and also Ke- I would
1: say Keckner is good David Keckner no,
0: is he, he is, but he's not doing anything he doesn't do in every other movie that he's in
1: no, he's <laughs> David Keckner
0: yeah David Koechner and everything that he's in. Uh,
1: I haven't seen him in a lot lately. He's still doing stuff, right?
0: He Probably. is. He was in. He was in Cheap Thrills a few years ago. <laughs> um, Isn't and if he one you, of the couple? he is. Like, he's the. Okay. Yeah, he's he's the he's the dude. Um, and if you for those of you who are listening who have not seen Cheap Thrills, Cheap Thrills is absolutely fantastic one of the best films of the decade in my opinion
2: okay it's i'll watch it I,
0: I was thinking about it the other day i think that the movies that i've watched most from this decade are probably the way way back green room cheap thrills and captain america civil war there you go i, I think those are the movies from this decade that i have like watched the most actively. So um here's my here here's my question for you though. Uh, what did you think of the ending? Like for you because the ending they reveal that um, Max wakes up and everything's back to normal and he opens a present and there's a Krampus bulb in it. And then it's, like
1: the a, it's a bell. It's like yeah. a jin- yeah
0: and then the and then the, the camera zooms out to reveal the house is in a snow globe which is in the Krampus's workshop.
1: Yeah, so um but yeah, cuz he wakes up and he thinks that it's all a nightmare. And he goes downstairs and he loves everybody because and everybody seems to be getting along. It's Christmas morning and then uh, he he hugs his mom and his dad, and he says how he's so thankful that it's Christmas time and he loves everybody, and then he opens up his gift, and it's the it's the bell from the other night that Krampus gave yep. to him to give him the free pass, in theory, because yep. that's what happened to his grandmother at her village. Yep. Um, be like, hey, everyone's gone now, but you can go do your thing you and keep let people know that they shouldn't, like, lose the spirit of Christmas. Um. And uh, and then when he touches the bell, then everybody like remembers everything, which yep. is which I think that's implied. And then everyone's just like, "Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't win. We're <laughs> we're we're in this we're in this snow globe now, where we're just trapped for eternity with each other." Um, so which is, I don't know if that's entirely a sad ending, but also it's not good. Well, here's the deal, Not I have heard... but, like, you know what I mean.
0: I have heard two interpretations of this ending. Yep. One of which is that they are forever trapped together as a family in a still globe as kind of the Krampus' way of torturing them. Okay. Because there's nothing worse that he could do to them than make them be around each other. Uh-huh. Now, the other version of this that I've heard is that the snow globe is like um meant to represent, oh if and the bell is meant to re- remind them like, oh, if you guys fucking forget about Christmas again I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna fucking murder all of you.
1: <laughs> That's good. So, would so. you say that then the pull out, uh to see them in a snow globe is more like not as literal, it's more figurative. Well, it's like, this is just another tale of all these tales of people losing hope.
0: So the first time I saw this, I was very much on the literal side.
1: Yeah, it's like they're in a snow globe, man. Yeah. No, I
0: was like, yeah, they're they're stuck together and they're going to be in tortured forever. Yeah. yeah, basically. They're going to be tortured forever because they're shitty people and this is what they deserve. Uh-huh. But this this time watching it through, I think that it is very much meant to be the more uh metaphorical ending that you know they've they've been given their warning, and if they fuck up again, then this is what's gonna happen
1: yeah they they seem to not know what happened the the nights prior, and then when he when he touches the bell and then rings it, and then everyone starts remembering then now they know those, now they know what happened, and that they all died and felt that much pain, Mm -hmm. and then yeah I, yeah, I I choose to believe that one instead because I don't know, I think they probably uh, because I had to, I had to kind of I missed a little bit of uh, the retelling of the grandma's village, and what happened to her but like what what exactly happened? Was the village just destroyed? Was it did it disappear, or like what was the aftermath? She's the only one left, obviously, but I was just curious.
0: Um, I don't know. If they ever get back, or if they ever get into specifically what happens after? They just I think say they that just, she's spared. She was the only survivor.
1: Okay.
0: But I because think that's all we know.
1: Because then the the people who are were from the village would be the ones that are in the snow globe but like on the other side of the shop right Like yeah. or something <laughs> if you're taking a literal. Um, that, the, 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 it literal because I appreciate that more just because it's they they said their story earlier and then they're not necessarily repeating it at the end yeah. you're like oh well, look it's the same thing
0: and, and this honestly makes a lot more sense because the grandma didn't confront the Krampus the first time and so in theory if if this was a literal snow globe then she would still be she should have still been trapped in her snow globe with her villagers
2: mm-hmm.
0: right and so that's why I think the metaphorical ending makes a lot more sense because um, he's been giving his warning um but they're all, like the rest of the family is still there because he stood up to Krampus instead of uh, hiding and just taking his bell and leaving like the grandma did. yeah So um I was gonna ask you though, did you get a chance to see uh Godzilla king of the monsters? No which is Michael Doherty's third film.
1: I, I remember looking that up uh, not that long ago, and I was like, oh, that's a weird third movie. Segway? Well, I know, I, was I... like. Well, what does he make after this? And, like, I didn't really think too much about it, but I remember seeing that and going like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I am mostly interested in, like, who saw this at Trick or Treat and were like, oh, shit, you know, who should do a Godzilla movie? that fucking guy although to be fair he's also done a lot of work with brian singer and so i'm sure that's probably kind of how he got his foot in the door was brian singer was like hey you know who's a good guy this dude and then all the allegations about brian singer came out and now everyone's like we don't care what you have to say anymore
1: he's a garbage (laughs) man but yeah i remember trick-or-treat being like produced by the dude who did x-men Yep. Like there, Brian Singer's name was all over Trick or Treat, and then and then Michael Doherty w- became more of a name, as it were.
0: So I did see Godzilla: King of the Monsters, and I was really excited for it because I like Krampus, and I really liked Trick or Treat, and I was excited because the other versions of Godzilla that we've gotten in America have been really shitty and even the I mean don't get me wrong there is one good scene in the in the is it 2014 2013 I think so Godzilla uh that Gareth Evans is that the one who did Godzilla yeah I always get him and the raid guy confused because their names are so similar um
1: uh yeah Gareth uh Edwards gareth edwards or gareth evans it's one of the two and it's i know it's one of the two
0: because one of the two (laughs) did the raid and one of the two did godzilla and monsters and then apostle
1: let's see
0: yes an apostle uh so anyway that that version of godzilla like the big fight scene at the end was really cool the rest of the movie is kind of garbage Um, And so I was excited for this because I was like, oh, if Michael Doherty's doing this, we are going to get a shitload of Godzilla fighting other monsters, which is, at the end of the day, all that I fucking want from a Godzilla movie. (laughs) And then I watched it, and oh my god, there is so much world building going on, it is so stupid. (laughs) And and it just made me sad.
1: Yeah, because they're building off of uh kong and they're trying to do this this movie now that's going to be both of them and yep i think that's just the wrong way to go but people have different ideas um, you know
0: you know what i don't get is i wish they would have just scrapped the 2013 godzilla yeah and that they would have that they would have just had um another Godzilla movie done in the same kind of fun tone as Kong Skull Island in the 70s. Mhm. Because I, I don't know if you've seen Kong Skull Island. Have no, you? I have not. Okay. I I did and I really really liked it because it was not not the, it was it was a very well-done version of a very shitty King Kong movie.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and it was like done well enough to the point where it was like really fun to watch and I really really liked it and I so I was getting more excited because it moved away from like the moody darkness and lighting of the other Godzilla movie and so I was like oh this new Godzilla movie might be good and it's not it's stupid
1: it's terrible
0: fight scenes still take place at night in the rain which is a choice I will never understand
1: No, other than if you have to mask, like, half-done CGI or something like that. Which is funny because, like, Pacific Rim, that's pretty much all that did, and that was, you know, they did that well. Like, why don't you just give those movies to Guillermo del Toro and then him work on it for, like, a year and a half and then decide not to do it, because that's what he does.
0: (laughs) That is what he does. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to Krampus. Um, no, I, I really like this movie. I would recommend that if you are a fan of kind of... I do agree. I think that this movie could have been nastier, and I wish that it had been, but I think that if you are a fan of nasty uh, horror movies, um, that this is a film for you. Um, I feel like a little bit of comedy thrown in. And, yeah, overall, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Naughty.
1: Yeah, I would say I would recommend it. Um, It's a little bit too on the side of more of a generic slasher. It has personality to it, but it's, I don't know, uh, when it comes down to it, I don't know if I would have appreciated the the deaths to be more evened out throughout the film or the fact that it was all like pretty much at the end that everyone started dying or like it, most of people died.
0: It does kind of feel like a mad dash to get to the end. Yeah. The last the last third of the movie.
1: And that I didn't uh I don't know. I just thought it was cheap. They could have done a little bit more like I don't need more like uh, misery and suffering I think it could have used more of that with the characters still staying alive yeah. it's I don't know it's a it's a weird um, middle ground that I set in with this movie like I would recommend you watch it it's a good set down especially for like Christmas if uh, you're 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 hankering for that uh, holiday horror but cool. um, it's not something that I would want to watch again. Uh, unless it was on, you know, it just came on cable or something like that. Um, but I appreciate, like, the actors. Uh, it's competent. It's it, it has some scares and some creepy stuff. It's like a good movie to, to watch with people. It's just, I don't know if it was quite my flavor. Like, it's not, it's not quite what I enjoy. Um, okay. But... Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that it's bad or turn people away from it.
0: All right. Well, that is our discussion on Krampus. So, real quick, I just want to throw out there: I have been rewatching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is still <laughs> hilarious—a show that I never thought I would enjoy, and I absolutely love. I also recently discovered that the Naked Gun film is on Hulu, so I've been oh rewatching God. that, uh-huh. and it is still just as funny as I was when I was a kid, if not more so, because now I get a lot of the references and uh, dirty jokes that I didn't get when I was a kid, and... Um, oh, I've been uh, catching up on some films from the decade that I have been meaning to watch forever and just never got around to it. I watched A Separation, or I've been watching A Separation today and thoroughly enjoying it. Um, so you know, t- take some time out. Nobody nobody wants to sit at home and watch foreign films, but me. And this is me telling you: take some time to watch foreign films. because <laughs> yeah. they're good. They're really good. Yeah, and it's worth it. Read who, the subtitles.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying there's not people that can't... They have problems reading subtitles, but you should learn and try not to watch mo- foreign movies with uh, English dubs over them. It works only, at, like, 1% of the time. And that's not coming from a perspective of someone who watches anime It's just like, oh, subs over dubs. But, you know, kind of is.
0: When I watched Old Boy Dubbed for the first time, it was a... There's there's one scene in that movie that the dubbed version is just garbage. Yeah, because it's it's like a completely different conversation. <laughs> that's that's bad. It is.
1: I and I'll, so, I also would say I had a similar experience when uh, I had watched The Raid originally, you know, subtitled. Yeah. And I went over to a friend's house to watch it with him, and I can't remember if it just like defaulted to, uh, like a dub or if he preferred it I think it's because it was a dub and I started watching it and like sometimes people get a little too goofy with uh, the dub and I don't appreciate it cause like wow you just destroyed like all the tension in this movie and the characters yep. are out the window
0: Yep. alright uh Donnie is there anything you want to tell people to go check out
1: uh I thought I had something but I guarantee you I will have more next week because um, I'm gonna try to get into an HBO series, and we'll see if that pans out. But otherwise, I would with? just say, say no. Although I hear yeah. it's fine, it's good. I would like to yeah, watch I've it, but it I've was another se- it that. was another series that we were we were talking about not that long ago that I need to start getting into. Um, and so I'll leave you with that. Otherwise, um, just kind of. Explore yourself. Don't be afraid to pick explore up a yourself
0: <laughs> with your hands.
1: Because there, you don't know what you're going like. to joke. That's terrible. I wasn't even going there, Jason. Why would you have to make it dirty like that? Because
0: there's nothing you do. could take it
1: from what I said that would have meant that. Why are you dirty <laughs> all the time? No, that was totally why.
0: Dirty, dirty all the time. Dirty all the time. Dirty all the time. Sounds like a Andrew WK follow-up song party. Clean yourself. Party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time.
1: Oh, that's my recommendation. Uh, shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a, that's a good recommendation. Just right. throwing
1: it out there in the universe.
0: Donnie, yep. I'm going to ask you straight. Uh-huh. We have been doing this show for almost a year, if not a year. Uh huh. Have you watched Source Code?
1: Mm, it wouldn't be this show if I did. <laughs> and I have not. Maybe next yeah.
0: Likewise I have not watched Alpha.
1: But we have a new year ahead of us, Jason. We, we can do. make a difference. We can. We have a whole nother year yeah. to not watch these movies.
0: We should set up a charitable donation thing and if people donate enough we'll do a show on <laughs> source code or alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, 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 if because
1: that's going to be a spin-off podcast Like that podcast that they did for uh, Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2 Where they watch it like every day for a year Or they did they rewatched it for every single episode That'll be a spin-off where it'll be source code and alpha Where we'll just keep on watching those movies And we'll just keep on having to talk about them every single week Because it's all or nothing, Jason
2: that's <laughs> You're
0: either game, in or you're though. out in the right. immortal words of Evan Peters from Animal or no, American Animals. Alright. Well, you can follow us on Twitter at the Outer Frame. Uh-huh. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Um, I haven't been posting as much on Facebook just because it's been the holidays, but I promise I will get back to posting more.
1: Mm-hmm. Leave Jason alone.
0: I have also been... Oh, uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at jdangerzone. You can follow me on Twitter at Stuff. Donnie also has a Twitter.
1: I do. If dinner. you want to find me, I don't care. <laughs> it's very easy to find me. Uh, I would say don't. if you ever go to Twitter, if you want to find everybody who's on there... You can find Jason, Riley, and myself all on Twitter. You can go through the Outer Frame Twitter first and just go through the people that it follows or is being or is, you know, is being followed by. You will find us. It's fine.
0: Right, bread.
1: And also follow the Outer Frame pod, you know, on Twitter because man, no one likes us there.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, and also Please like and subscribe our show Please tell your stupid friends about it stupid. Uh, your, your stupid family members Your stupid They're children dumb. They're all dumb Hail Tis Satan, watch more movies <laughs> Goodbye Lords of Chaos <laughs> Lords of Krampus